Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on episode four of season mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so on this week's episode, we are going to review a wine. Jenny has a mixed drink that she's going to mm-hmm. have. Um, I, we're going to play a spooky kind of game. Um, I forget what's the name of it, but we're going to play. It was too long. It's spooky. It's a spooky game. And then I am going to do a short review of an advanced reader's copy that I have of a story. Um, It's a supernatural woman's fiction kind of um, book. (laughs) I really enjoyed it, but I'll I'll talk about that later. And Jenny has a spooky anthology. Yep. Okay, good. You got that right. <laughs> see, I'm on it today. Let's yes, see how, for how long. Yeah. Let's see for how okay. long. All right. So if you want to start off your mixed drink and then I'll yep. open up my wine. Um, so I did a mixed drink because I've been on a refresher kick lately. Um, I've been trying to give up coffee. So what'd you do? Did you drop it? No, I don't have my glass. Oh, my God, you're going to drink from the bottle. Yeah, I'm going to try from the bottle. Um, So (laughs) I've been on a refresher kick because I've been giving up coffee or trying to. What? I know. Down to one cup a day from three. So I know it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So the refreshers have caffeine in it. So Mike made one and it tastes pretty good. So that's what I made. And I put vodka in it. So it's basically just like tea. Um, this one's a strawberry lemonade and then the vodka. And it's freaking delicious. I know Wait, it's gonna did be. Did you just say strawberry lemonade? No, you didn't. Oh, that's right. You have a strawberry wine. Yes. Look at that. We're so in sync. That's freaky. This was not it planned, is. I promise. It was not. Mine is le- from Lemonade Stand at Main and Vine, and it's a strawberry lemonade rosé. What are the yeah. odds of that? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Um, you're drinking from that bottle. <laughs> we have to know if it's good. Is it good? Yeah. But this is more like alcoholy tasting than the one from a few weeks ago. That strawberry... Stella Rosa, the yeah. Stella Rosé one. Um, huh. Theirs was a, a berry flavor too. The strawberry was very prominent in that one. This one is more alcoholy. Do you think it's because wine. it's more lemonade tasting that it tastes more like alcohol? I don't know. It's good. Nice. I want to continue seeing you drink from that bottle throughout this episode you might might actually i am so sorry please forgive (laughs) me i usually don't drink from the bottle but i legit forgot my wine glass in the other room and i just didn't want to get up and get it so yeah and i'm not gonna edit nope we're not (laughs) doing that when it comes to these episodes (laughs) so there you go you got me drinking out of a whole we are very bad at editing so whatever happens happens (laughs) exactly 
but you guys enjoy it right the chaos of our podcast yep. it's never it is what it's it sloppy. is it's the sloppy book club podcast exactly <laughs> we have to drink from a bottle at least once all right so now we're gonna dive into this game Damn, i found the name it's would you choose the same thing as everyone else in these spooky situations so it's kind of like a this or that for the spooky season now that we're in October and it yeah. is spooky season, obviously. It is. So question one is if you are guaranteed not to get hurt, would you rather be stuck in a pit of snakes? Oh, spiders? No, that or spiders. But my oh, yeah, there's a, it, it does say that, yes. Okay. But there's I only one it. obvious choice here, right? It's not spiders. Definitely not. It's it snakes. has to be snakes. Okay. okay. Snakes. All right. <laughs> and yeah, most people pick that. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, God. Would you rather be haunted by a ghost or be a ghost? Be a ghost. Um, haunted by a ghost. I'd rather be haunted by a ghost. You don't want to be a ghost? No, why would I want to be dead? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Too late. You picked it. I sure did. What did I people picked, say? Oh, you picked what most people would. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't want to die. I'd okay, I don't want to be haunted. I don't want to be scared for my whole life. I mean, eventually. I rather, I rather it, right? scare people. I rather scare people. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Would <laughs> you, you would rather? Be, you would be bad at it, by the way. I would. I'll laugh the whole time. <laughs> I'll scare myself before yeah, you. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, I'm already dead. Crazy. Would you rather be chased by Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers, or Ghostface? Okay, so we're picking the one we would rather be chased by. Uh, like Michael Ghostface. Myers. Michael Myers. Ghostface runs. Michael Myers does not. Oh yeah, he just he walks, walks everywhere. All right, yeah. I didn't press air face, uh, ghost face, so I'm, I could press Michael. Oh, cheater! He goes ghost face first. See? Yeah, he, he runs was- though. Yeah, but he does run. You're right. No, thank you. And every time people run from him, they always fall. You know, you um, Freddy Krueger. He is the reason that I don't sleep with my feet like off the bed like dead ass <laughs> I don't like my feet are always under the covers and in the bed not outside of it because of him really trauma trauma oh my god yep. I would never forget so I don't like scary movies it's not something I I watch or do like you know spooky season oh let's have you know scary movie marathons we don't do that here in this household angel hates like, it and it's because I will never forget my dad was watching a Freddy Cougar movie and I walked in and I freaked out. And he was like, no, come watch. And he like held my oh face my and was like, look. And I was like, ah. He's the worst. I yeah. hate Freddy Cougar. <laughs> so no. But I'm not that scared where I don't, like my feet will go above the blanket. Like I got to do like half in the blanket, half out kind of thing. Oh no. He can get you that way. Nope. <laughs> Not going to happen. He you regardless. Jenny. I know, but there's that one scene in that one movie that he just goes for the foot. Oh, God, I can't. I'm getting hot. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to the next question. Right. Would you rather live in a cemetery or haunted house? Cemetery. Haunted house. Okay. <laughs> I would love to live in a haunted house. I don't. Oh, I, love I don't want either. I, I, I wouldn't want either, it. but if I had to choose, it would be a haunted house because that would. Be I don't know. I feel like a haunted house is scarier because all the like. It is, but that's the like, No, but I don't want to be scared. <laughs> would you rather be? A, oh, we did this one before. Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Vampire for sure. Werewolf. For sure. Look at that, sixty-eight percent with me. Damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> Vampires. They're starting to grow on me. Oh, good. Yeah. Which, which famous witch would you rather have pissed off? Maleficent or the Wicked Witch of the West? Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> My pity. <laughs> I, did not, I did not expect that. I was so confused. Isn't that what she like, says, though? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, she's, she's not lame. as scary as Maleficent. I no. feel like Maleficent is pretty scary. She is. Even as a fictional character. Okay. Would you rather fight a bas- basilisk, right? Is that, did I say it a right? basilisk? Yeah. Bas- basilisk? Or a giant spider? Um, I'm definitely not fighting a spider because the spider is going to no. eat me. And they have but- friends. So no, thank you. The, <laughs> the basilisk. Like that Harry Potter scene with all the spiders. Oh, oh my god, I could feel it on my skin. <laughs> so thinking about it. All right, which classic monster would you rather fight? Dracula, Frankenstein, oh. the Mummy, the Wolfman, the Invisible Man, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, the Mummy. I feel like Frankenstein. You think so? I feel like once he gets you, though, like that shit's gonna hurt. Yeah, but I feel like he's slow. Like I feel like I feel like a mummy is all tied up. You just push them, and they can't get up. Like a turtle. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! Oh, look at that! Most people pick the mummy. They sure did. Frankenstein was second. second. Uh, which possessed doll would you rather deal with, Annabelle or Chucky? None. I don't want any of them. I don't want. I hate Chucky's dolls. too fast, and he's no. little. So dolls, dolls, um, spiders, and little kids, like spooky, scary little kids. Those are my three no nos. Yeah, Chucky's pretty fast. He is. I think I'm gonna go with Annabelle. Does she does she run? No, I'm but she but you could as long as she's inside her cage, mm-hmm. she can't do shit to you. It's if somebody opens the cage, then she can come out. And then she just randomly shows up to kill you. 66 people said Chucky. No, 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 no. There's you're no way you're kicking survive. that little thing. Yeah, you're nope. not surviving. Chucky's Chucky. too, he's too good. No, we're thinking we're taking this serious. <laughs> That's scary. All right, would you rather be attacked oh. by crows or bats? Neither. That's terrible. That's pretty much the same thing. I, I feel but, like a crow would hurt more. 
Yeah, but right? Ooh. They got the claws. Look at his nose, his beak. I know, but I think I'm gonna go with crows. I'm going with a bat. Ooh. Oh, a lot of people said bat. I mean it's crows. almost 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's not far off. No. Okay. What's this one? Would you rather spend an entire entire night in a coffin underground or spend a night in a haunted hotel? Hotel. Hotel. There's for no sure. way you're oh. gonna put me in a coffin underground. Are you kidding no, me? How's that no. even an option? That shouldn't be. I can't even be in an elevator for too long. <laughs> Are you telling me a coffin underground? No way. Would you rather live in the house from the haunting of Hill House Ooh. or American Horror Story Murder House? Oh man, that's rough. They're that is rough. Bad. Oh boy. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. Do I think that. I'm gonna haunting haunting of Hill House. I was uh, gonna only because it's prettier. And that would be like my dream to live in a house like that. That's, That's totally. it. Otherwise, that was the last question? Um, I think is it? Off. I don't know. Oh no, there's one more. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to live in a haunted house at all, but yeah, definitely Hill House. Yeah. People said murder house. That doesn't even sound good. I don't want to be murdered. Mm-hmm. I, I I could deal with being haunted, but being murdered. No. Yeah, no. No, thank you. Finally, would you rather be cursed to live forever or die young? Um, live forever. Every I time I hear cool. live forever, I think of Queen. Who wants to live forever? Sing it. <laughs> I'll definitely live forever. I think that yeah, would be I don't, fun. I don't want to die forever. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't want to die forever. <laughs> like you're mixing the two. <laughs> a lot of people say die young. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to do that. What for? Why? What die for? young in your 30s? I'm in my 30s now. I'm almost past it. No, thank no, you. No, thanks. Live forever while still aging. Oh, we didn't he- read the rest oh, of I that. Saw- oh, no, I saw that. Hey, so I'm just gonna be You're like, gonna be like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and knowing me, my carpal tunnel and arthritis, and my hands will be all weird. It worst. will be rough, but you'll get to see a mm-hmm. lot of shit, right? You won't die young. You'll get to see like your grandkids, 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 grandkids. You know. Well, according to my great grandmother, it's not as great as it it sounds. She's going to be 99. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. She doesn't think it's awesome. It's <laughs> like, this is, this is too much. She ready. Aww. Crazy lady. All right. Um, I'll go into my advanced readers copy. Okay. Because it's short and sweet and I don't want to give too many spoilers because this doesn't get released until November but it was a really good read um I really enjoyed it so I wanted to share it this week um it's called the wilder women and guess what I did not do I did not jot down the author silly me give me one second (laughs) (laughs) 
What genre is it in? By Ruth Emmy Lang. Right? Did I Ruth say that right? Uh, yep. Ruth Emmy Lang. The Wilder Women. As I said earlier, it's like a supernatural women's fiction. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I the characters were really well written. Um, it touched on um, family issues, abandonment, um, sister ties kind of thing. I don't want to give too much away because I do want other people to read it. Um, but it is a trigger warning. There is talk of abandonment, especially from the mom, um, leaving her children kind of thing. So I'll just a brief little thing. So the book is about two sisters, um, that are slowly drifting apart after they were abandoned by their mom. The care, uh, the two sisters are Zadie and Finn. Um, Zadie was old enough, old enough where she could basically live on her own and didn't have to go into foster care because she was over 18 when her mom left. Um, but the problem with that is, was that she wasn't old enough or established enough to actually hold on to her sister and raise her sister. Mm. So her sister was put into foster care. I believe there's like a five, a five year difference between them. So her sister was still in her young teens. Um, when their mom left. So they're drifting apart. You know, Finn is living with her foster parents. They're really good to her. But Zadie feels like there's a disconnect. Now, um, she also feels like Finn is her only family. So she feels like her foster, you know, Finn's foster parents are kind of taking that away from her. She's already like, you know, my mom left me. I can't, I can't lose Finn. Um, so basically she decides to do this week long, uh, beach trip with her sister. And hopefully that rekindles like their relationship and bring them back together. So she's like, you know, we'll hang out by the beach. We'll go in the water, read spicy novels and, you know, just have a good time and just reconnect with each other. Um, but Finn has other plans. Finn wants to take this opportunity where she's away from her foster parents to actually look for their mom. And yeah. And what's crazy is that, you know, Finn and Zadie aren't, you know, the typical, typical, typical women. They actually have some gifts. They have um, what's later on kind of called a sixth sense. So Zadie's sixth sense is she kind of gets premonitions and can kind of see the future. And Finn, um, I, hers is so cool because hers are called echoes. And basically she gets the echo of people's memories. Huh. So like she can, you know, touch an object and then feel the memory within that object. So say um, you carved your name into, you know, the trunk of a tree and she touches it, she can feel how you felt that day and relive whatever memory that was. Like, oh, you know, it was Johnny who carved the, you know, um, 
tree and you know what he was feeling and all that yeah. so I thought that was super cool that it wasn't like she touches you or anything like that she can just touch an object and whatever was tied to that object or anything really she can get like the echo of that and sometimes they're great memories and obviously sometimes they're sad memories and things like that so um, it's the day before they're supposed to leave and um, Finn's foster parents host this like big graduation party for Finn. And during her party, um, this is where Finn gets an echo memory that is from her mom. And she's never had something like that. And that's what triggers this, like, I need to find my mom because my mom is out there somewhere and she has to be alive. Like, they don't know why she left. They don't know mm. if she's alive. She just literally up and left her kids one day while they were at home. Like, she just got up and left kind of thing. Um, Zadie always felt like her mom was going to do that one day because she felt like her mom was there was something wrong with her mom and she just couldn't, she just couldn't figure out what it was. And there were situations that her and her mom were in that she's like, what is wrong with my mother kind of thing. I don't want to go into details as to what those situations were, but she always felt like something like that was going to happen. Whereas Finn was always like, oh, my mom is so cool. She's so eccentric kind of thing. So she never viewed her mom in like a negative light. So when her mom left, she was just like, why? There must have been a reason. She wouldn't have left us if there wasn't a reason. So it was just like this huge quest and journey for the both of them to not only come together, but figure out what exactly happened to their mom, kind of dive into their powers or sixth sense because Zadie gave it up. She didn't like having those premonitions. She didn't like um, the responsibility of it because mm -hmm. anytime you think of having, you know, chances to look into the future, what if you're the person who finds out it's going to be the end of the world, you know? Like she didn't want that responsibility. So she, <laughs> she was just like, this is too tough. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to like try and look for anything or push my premonitions or want my premonitions to come. So she would sing a song and like kind of like close her ears when those feelings would happen. So like she couldn't get that because it would happen. So she just like suppressed it all. Yeah, she suspected. She suppressed it for a lot of years and she continued to do that. But, you know, Finn has always loved, you know, her sixth sense. And for her, she can't really control it either. So she was like, we can use them. You know, we could use our gifts to really find our mom and, you know, figure out what happened. So that's basically what they do. They go on this like crazy adventure quest. Um, there's a little bit of, betrayal um uh, again abandonment um just a uh kind of like finding your family again um kind of I don't want to say trope but kind of theme um mm -hmm. and it is really it's a beautiful book um Nora their mother gives me very much um marsh girl vibes 
um, when it comes to her knowledge of birds. So it very, it gave me that. That that sounds so weird, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially for people who haven't read that book where the crab sing. Mm -hmm. I would be like, Marsh Girl. Yeah. So, what is she talking yeah, about? So if you haven't read Where the Crawdads Sing or seen the movie, you, you won't get that connection. But Nora very much gave me that kind of vibe when in regards to her knowledge about like her fascination with birds and things like that. Um, yeah. Even though the glimpses of Nora are brief, it's always in relation to birds and music. And I always, I, for some reason, I always thought of the Marsh girl. Like, I would probably if, think that too. So that, that was something that always, I always had in the back of my mind. And the whole time you're in the book, you're like, what happened to the mom? What happened to her? And you're wondering, does she have gifts or abilities like her daughters? And is that the reason why she left? Like you have so many questions within the story. And I kind of feel for Zadie, you know, feeling like she had to hold on to her sister and, you know, doing this with her, even though she necessarily didn't want to do it. She just wanted to be connected to her sister again. And she was willing to, you know, do this with her even though it made her uncomfortable and I feel like relationships with you know I have a younger sister and an older sister and you know it made me think of like situations where like I may have not wanted to do something but you know it made my sisters happy so I wanted to do that you know because I'm close to my sisters so it was just like you know I kind of felt for Zadie in that sense and I don't know it was a really good it wasn't anything I've ever read before. It was very different, um, especially like the abilities and just like their whole journey. And then the ending was very different than I expected. So it was, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, um, I would recommend it. Um, I, like I said, I love the book um, and I love like their journey and I loved how they came out of it. I don't want to, and that's it. Yeah. I don't want to say don't more. Don't spoil it because I'll probably <laughs> I don't read spoil it when it, it comes out. <laughs> the, it comes uh, out in November. Yeah. The Echo Powers that you talked about, it reminds me of a book I read, um, Ashes Beneath Her. And I'm pretty sure the author's name is J.R. Erickson. And it's like a, a set of like, nine eight or nine different books all set in like this asylum or mm-hmm. around the asylum Ooh, okay but I remember that, you mentioned yeah it. I only read that one book and it was the third mm-hmm. book but one of the girls in that story she could touch things and see what was happening at that moment in time mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. so she was able to figure out like murder or right. when somebody was taken things like that so mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool power to have yeah, I've, I've never heard of something like that or it being described in that way as an echo. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just so interesting and cool because that's basically what it is. It's just like the remnants of something, you know, when you yeah. when you say something loud and it echoes, it, it goes out a little bit. Right. You don't know how far it goes. 
And it, I don't know. I thought that was like super, super interesting. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> and there, oh, okay. So there is, okay. I do want to give a little, a little spoiler. Okay. <sighs> warning, warning. Warning. There's a little spoiler. So they come across someone who also has like a sixth sense kind of thing. And she can hear stars. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Each well, song wait, what, do, what does what do the stars tell her? Like what so she um plays the piano because the stars have like a sound, like music, and huh. each star has its own like song, and she's able to replay that's it. Pretty cool. So I had that's to pretty cool. That. I had to share that. I'm sorry. That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) But when they, when they meet this person, I'm, you know, she's playing music, but it's nothing like they've ever heard before. And sometimes it kind of feels sad and sometimes it doesn't. And then when they, you know, talk to this person, they basically tell her that I can hear stars. And, um, she does it at night and she, oh, I'm, I'll end it yeah. there. You don't yeah. want to spoil it. Sorry, anymore. sorry, sorry. It's an arc. Yeah. 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 I keep cool. to remember that. I have to yeah. remember that. But it's yeah. interesting. I'll, I'll look out for it. Yeah. I definitely want to read it. Yeah. All right. So let's get to my book. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about an anthology. It's Our Shadows Have Claws and it's written by 15 Latin American authors. I love that. With 15 different Latin mythologies. So like different lores. So like you get things from like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Cuba, like everywhere. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. It's a mixture of like horror and dark fantasy. And it has some vampires, shapeshifters, cannibals. Like there's a lot. I was kind of hesitant about it because you know how like mm-hmm. you read anthologies and some of them are like oh some of the stories are all right and some aren't right, right. I loved every single story in here That's they were awesome. super fast like none of them were more than like five pages they were mm-hmm. easy to read <clears throat> and the reason I bought it is because look at how freaking cute this is yeah that's a really pretty book right mm-hmm. the colors everything I was like I can't not buy it so I went right. and got it and I loved it. So mm-hmm. I'm only going to talk about one story because obviously I can't talk about all 15. So I just picked one and this one stuck out to me. I really, really liked it. It's The Nightingale and the Lark by Chantel Acevedo. And it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Oh, yeah. And like it's by, by like a Cuban shapeshifter kind of thing. And it's known as a Caguero. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Mm -hmm. but they're shapeshifters. So it's about two rival families, the Montegudos and the Capos. And the Montegudos are monster hunters. The Capos are people who sort of save monsters. Mm -hmm. So in this world, we know that there are all kinds of different creatures. So these people kind of save them. They just feel like they're people who are lost. And the main one that they talk about, the shapeshifter, the cagueros, they can choose to be shapeshifters if they wear something called a 
trapo, which is like a like a scarf almost. That's kind of how they described it. And so like the sense that I got from it was it was more like a drug. Like okay. they people were poor. So they wanted to steal something. So they were like, screw it. I'm going to get this trapo and I'm going to turn into a lion and go take whatever I want. So it became almost like an addiction. Like I'm going to be this monster if I can't get what I need or if I can't get something to feed my family or whatever it is. So that's kind of like the sense that I got from it. Um, So it centers around these two kids, um, Rosa and Julio, and they're together. She's a Monteguero, so she's a monster hunter, and he's a capo, so he saves monsters. Yep. Yes. So she is going on her very first hunt. She's of age to go, and he knows that she's doing this. He can't stop her because that's who her family is. So he's basically like, good luck, but have mercy. She goes out on her first hunt, and she goes out with her dad, and they're searching for this shapeshifter. And they find them. And in the beginning of the book, she describes her boyfriend as having like these brown eyes with galaxy in them. So when they find the shapeshifter, she sees those eyes Mm. and her dad kills them. So she was like, oh, my. I know this is like jam packed, like right away. It's like, (gasps) why? So she's like freaking out. She's like, oh, my God. She runs away. And he. Her dad doesn't know that she has a boyfriend, like that's all secret and stuff. So she's Mm -hmm. all sad. And he's like, why are you sad? Stop crying. You're weak, blah, blah, blah. So she's crying in her room. And then all of a sudden he comes in, Julio, her boyfriend, and she's in shock. Like, "Uh, what are you doing here? I can't believe you're here, whatever. And then she doesn't say anything about her dad killing anybody. But he mentions that his brother's been missing. So obviously she right. killed, he killed his brother oh my so god he, I know it's so like ooh. so mm. then um she t- she comes clean she was like I didn't know I had nothing to do with it he just did it he killed him and obviously he was upset so she's starting to like see her family as like why why are we doing this why are we hunting these creatures even though she's always known them as being like these bad people but now that she knows that her boyfriend's brother, who was this great guy, was mm-hmm. a shapeshifter, but he was also a good guy mm-hmm. and he was killed. Like she didn't understand what her family's motives were. Why were, why are we doing this? Right. So <clears throat> one day her, Julio tells her that his brother became a shapeshifter because he was trying to help all those people. He was going around helping people, getting them clean. And he was out looking for this little girl who turned into like a spider or something and killed someone by accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason he was out. And then he was killed by her father. So then her dad goes out to do another hunt and she hears that he's looking for a little girl as well. So it must be the same little girl that Julio's brother was looking for so they go out she follows him like she just trails him and she notices that he finds the little girl and she's out by the river playing and then she sees Julio walk up to her and he's showing her a trapo to kind of like talk to her and play with her like he's messing around and then she sees that he turned 
into I forget what it was it might have been a cat or something Mm -hmm. and she didn't realize that he was doing that so her dad was about to kill them but then she ran out and she was like stop you can't do this she throws out she grabs the trapo and she was like she told a little girl to run away which she did and she was like you can't do this anymore you can't just keep killing these people I'm gonna be a shapeshifter now and if you see one, you're never going to know if it's me or not. And she puts one on, turns into a nightingale and flies away. Right. So now he can't kill anymore. She just bears because he'll never know if it's her. No, if it's they can turn into whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. How cool oh, is that? Oh, that story? was good. That's mm-hmm. a good one. I like so that. So that's not lot. really like scary, but it's like more of a dark fantasy part of this yeah. story. Yeah. It was really cute. That's really cool. I liked it. I like that. I know. A lot. And a lot of them were like that. It was like, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. it was fun. And they're they all like YA fantasy. Mm-hmm. They all do. And yeah. who was the author again? Chantel Acevedo. Yep. The Nightingale and the Lark. That's what it's called. And it's that's actually the first story in the book. In the book. Oh, I know. So and I was like, oh, shit, I really like, got to start. Yeah, reading. you got to like, go to the next one. Yeah. And each one, I'll show just the first one, has um, art attached to it. So that's the nightingale and the lark. So each, cool. each story has its own little art attached to it. That's really I cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Oh, now I want that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I think you'd like it. It's really cool. No, that sounds really, really cool. Yeah. Um. So that is it for this episode. Woo. Yeah, um, that was a quick you, one. I know. We're usually just rambling and I talking, know. but this was a really good one. Um, short and sweet. Why not? I know. Um, but we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you like subscribe on our youtubes and instagrams please comment um any um books that you're reading we love to know books that you're reading um so that we can dive into those too especially for the spooky season give us some spooky books to read um even though we probably have so many on our tbr we but hey <laughs> or even nothing like wrong with the adding holidays. more to it. Mm-hmm. if you want something thing talked yes. about for the holidays we will definitely do it just let us definitely, know definitely I can't wait to get like holiday Christmas Eve, like I don't want to do snow. it no I don't want to get there so yeah <laughs> those are my favorite romance oh my <laughs> but again Great. thank you for listening please like mm-hmm. and subscribe and join us in a couple weeks for our next episode bye bye